We're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Skate Pod. I'm your host, Engineer Rachel. And I'm Ross White. It's January 21st, 2020, and we are searching for a hospitable planet. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about world capitals, the royal family, dog names and railroads, as well as a who am I, what am I, where am I round. We'll be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. Smile, sweet, sister, sadistic, surprise, service. We are TriviaPod. <laughs> this week's intro was TriviaPod by Waves 6. Wave 6, thank you so much for sending that, that song. That was in. wonderful. I love that. I think we're done looking for a theme music now. Is that it? Is that our yeah, permanent? That's it. So you're the engineer. You get to decide. Oh, that's right. I, it doesn't matter what you guys say. I can just replace the theme you song every week. You absolutely can. Why don't I do that? I don't know why. No, you honestly, that. if I had to pick, it'd be the original Dr. Spin. The original Dr. Spin is a classic. At some point, we should just do a clip show where we just play the many themes that our amazing listeners have sent in. And friends, if you want to send us a theme song, maybe yours will become the permanent song. Maybe it will not be able to displace our new buddy, Wave 6. Wave 6, you're the man. Wave 6, yeah. You're the man. Um I am confused, Engineer Rachel. I'm really confused because I'm awake. And you're up here on in the main cabin of the escape pod. Indeed. Usually you're below decks with our podcast Spock causing trouble. I haven't been up deck in a while. It's, yeah, I think the last time we saw you up here was episode 10, mm-hmm. maybe. And Julia's, esca- her stasis bed is empty. She's not there. Did you stick her below decks oh, this week? Oh, no. I, she left of her own accord to go on an errand. I, She might have gotten an email, a space email this week, that she won a uh, million dollars. She just has to go to the nearest moon to get it. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. A million yeah, dollars. I'm That's... sure that it's real. Wait a second. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, nothing. I don't. I don't have email, so couldn't have been me. No, you have email. You send us emails all the time. Rats. What did you do? It's fine. She needed. She just needed to go on an errand. Engineer she, Rachel, are you a Nigerian s- prince? <laughs> I'm a Nigerian princess. Thank you. <laughs> so you've sent Julia into the deepest reaches of space. I admit it. I did. What is the purpose of this She's prank? perfectly safe. I just needed to get her out of the pod for a while because I need to stretch my legs. Well, that's fair. It is cramped uh, on the... Plus, I could tell she was getting um, cabin fever. We sleep six days a week. We almost <laughs> never feel any cabin fever. I'm completely happy. We're surrounded by uh, hollow screens. So at any point, we can make our surroundings look like any location at all. And oddly enough, we almost always end up making it look like a living room in North Carolina. <laughs> Which is why she's getting cabin fever. Oh, I, I see. I guess it's really living room fever, but you, you know. I, I get it. It's, but it's a very handsomely decorated living room. <laughs> oh yes, there are so many DC comics. <laughs> what can I say? Julia loves DC comics. Mm-hmm. It looks, Rachel. It looks like we've got something on radar. <gasps> is that so? It looks like someone else is floating through space in an escape pod, performing docking maneuver, analyzing passenger manifest, opening airlock. Mm-hmm. 
Our guest today is a poet from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Please welcome Julia Kolchinsky Dasbach. Hi, everybody. Hey, welcome. Julia, I'm so glad to see you floating through outer space. You look like you have only been in space for a very short time. I don't really understand how I got here. This is very perplexing. So, you know, we have had another guest who did not know how she came to be floating through space, and it turned out that her kids had launched her into space. You have a six-month-old. I do. She's very, very conniving. So (laughs) it really could have been her mega maniacal plan. I was actually walking with them, and my son lost his balloon, and it was floating high up, and he really wanted me to get it, and next thing I know... She jumped too high. I'm in space. There it is. Well, we are still thrilled to have you on the pod. Now, Julia, you are a poet, and your first book, The Many Names for Mother, just came out a few months back. Tell us a little bit about the book. Um, So the book is really about my ancestral past of being a descendant of Holocaust survivors um, coming from Ukraine and how that is influencing raising a multi-ethnic child in the 21st century. My husband is of German descent. And the book really questions what I'm passing down, the lineage I'm passing down onto my children. Little did I know we could just escape into space and kind of get away from all that. Life hacks. That Uh, sounds very interesting. Yeah, so now you are speaking entirely in Russian to your kids, but of course you speak English with your husband. Talk to us a little bit about what that's like for them to sort of constantly be sort of switching back and forth, knowing that mom's talking to dad in this one language, but not to us. You know, really, the difficulty is what it's like for my husband, because I just assume he understands everything. I'm like, you know, that thing I just said, he's like, it was in Russian. (laughs) And I just don't, because I just assume he gets it all. But I don't know if my kids really notice the difference so much. My son, now that he's four, just fluidly moves back and forth. And so I'll say in Russian, go tell your papa blank and he'll run over and repeat it to me in Russian and then say it right in English. So it's beautiful code switching. Hmm. And so he he doesn't try to talk to Kenny in Russian at all? No, but sometimes he'll throw in certain words. Like in in a conversation, he'll say... I want this or this. Yes, Lee, we go. I'm like, wait, yes, Lee, we go. If we go, he'll just throw in a Russian word randomly, like a conjunction or a transition or, you know, verbs and nouns. He usually gets pretty language by language correct. That's really cool. So what's it like having the book out in the world? I've been waiting for this book for a while. I'm so excited that it's here Well, it's like my book baby. Like, it's the book baby dream. I mean, I got the real babies, but this is is my book baby. Um, It's really incredible to just have it be a material object in the world and to be able to look at it and read from it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's like I have no words for it. It's really exciting. I'm really excited that it's there. You've been plowing through. You've done a lot of readings from this book already. I know you were touring around with our friends Lindsay Lesby and uh, Nancy Reddy. What's the strangest thing to happen at a reading so far? Well, you know, I'm actually surprised Lindsay and Nancy and I didn't uh, get sent up into outer space by my maniacal children because our reading was called the Mothership Reading. So it was Ooh. all about getting sent up here, but it, it didn't happen. It's really possible that Lindsay and Nancy are in space at present and they, they're just on a different pod. Maybe Julia found them. 
Oh, I bet she is doing a did different she... podcast right now with with Lindsay and Nancy. Did you send them emails too? <laughs> How did you know my maniacal plan? Oh, Rachel, evil, evil, evil. I'm lovably evil. Speaking of lovably evil, uh, we have not seen Spock at all. Is, I miss him. Is he just hanging out below decks this week? Mm-hmm. What did the two of you get up to this week? Oh, um, you know... We started our own ska band this week, actually. It's very good. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that he's the singer. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I can't sing as well as Spock. No one can. Well, no, yeah. I mean, with that, that cute little whiny meow, I'm sure, he's, <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a hit. And you're a multi-instrumentalist, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like to play drums and guitar and flute at the same time. Can I be on the triangle? I've always oh, dreamed. Oh, please. We need a triangleist. I am lacking in that. Yeah, I've just, it's my dream. And I feel right. like now that I'm in space, I can fulfill my dream of playing the we, triangle. We should totally um, talk after this. Okay. Yeah. One thing, uh, Julia, that Rachel can help you with, you may have noticed that she just said she plays the drums and the guitar and uh, all the instruments at the same time. You may not have noticed that sort of folded behind her back, she has genetically engineered herself to have multiple extra arms. Oh, there she's extending them. Um, so she really kind of looks like, uh, like, shiva at this point um with the the many arms uh so if you need some extra appendages rachel will graft them onto you i think there's nothing that a mother needs more than extra (laughs) appendages that is fair because then i could hold each of my children and a book and laundry and you know the dog i really need that and a a burger oh yeah i always need a extra arm for a burger Mm. Well, it's about time for us to do a little bit of trivia. Here are the rules. Julia, we've provided you a pen and paper, and we're going to ask you some questions. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right, but our AI has a sense of humor. Uh, Our ship's artificial intelligence has authored all of these questions to see how you do, and in addition to correct answers, it is giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask all the questions for a round. That's going to give our listeners a little bit of time to think, and then we'll check back in with Julia to see how she did. Alrighty. You ready to go, Julia? Ready to be epically wrong. I'm excited. Okay. For round one, our first question. If Queen Elizabeth were to die today, Prince Charles would assume the throne. Who is currently second in order of succession? I, you know, I noticed... That when I woke up, our AI seemed to be watching the television show Succession, which is like the super big, what is that, Showtime or HBO or something? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but our the last few weeks, like our AI seems to be very excited about what's going to be on the next episode. Well, now there's some real life inspo. I know, truly. Very exciting. Megan Gate. Yes. They, and now that, are they back in Canada? I think they're in Canada. Of course, things could change by the time this hits Earth, you know. Right. Sometimes right, our, right. our broadcasts are a few days behind lag a little bit. Or sometimes we get information ahead of time that Earth people won't get until later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Julia, question number two is a four part question, and each part is going to be worth 50 points. For this question, I will name a singer, and you have to tell me the name of their backup band. So I'll name a singer. You tell me the name of their backing band. And here are the four parts. 2A, the singer is Bob Marley. 2B is Bruno Mars. 2C is Tom Petty. 
And 2D is Bruce Springsteen. I only know about half of these. What, Rachel, what is going to be the name of your ska band with Spock and now with Julia on the triangle? Oh, um, <laughs> well, my friend the other day said the phrase Blood Grandpa, and I think that'd be a pretty sick band name. That'd be an awesome band name. Like Blood Grandpa. And the ska band. The nice thing is you'll be a ska band, but you'll have like all the death metal fans like very interested. Oh, yeah. No, I think we'll probably cover a few death metal songs just to keep people on their toes. Oh, yeah. A little Celtic frost mm, i think yep. that's the name of a death yep, metal band. i'm sure it is <laughs> i have a friend in a hair metal band like now in 2020 yeah. yeah that's delightful yeah i went to their concert not last summer but the one before and i'd never been to a metal concert before and i accidentally kept snapping between sets like i was at a poetry reading and it was probably the nerdiest thing i've ever done <laughs> my first concert was a hair metal concert i went to see tesla and great white and Badlands. That was the first wow. show I went to see. Mine was Ricky Martin with my mom. Nice. Yeah, it was very exciting. My first concert was Paramore and Fall Out Boy. I feel like of the three of us, you're the only one with a cool story. <laughs> it was pretty great. Actually, Ricky Martin is my cool. story was cool. I was living La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I would have been very anti that story, but Ricky Martin has aged gracefully. Like. Mm. I've come around. I think anyone that still wears leather pants is graceful. Well, thank Ooh, you. Because I, I am. Well, I'm wearing leather pants <laughs> right now. It was a You're comment directed towards inspo. you. Well, you know what I find very comfortable when I'm like hanging around the pod is to wear leather pants underneath sweatpants. <laughs> That's all the comfort that a fella could need. I agree. Should I move on to the third question? Maybe? We definitely should. Uh, okay. Question three. All of the answers to this question are shades of green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write them. Okay. Um, 3A. Oddly enough, this company makes the blue book. Like for cars, right? Is that is that how you're understanding the question, Rachel? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure this is the, the blue book for cars, like for car values. The AI is a mysterious sure. beast. Yeah, I know, right? Um, B. The actor Whitaker. Uh, 3C. You find it at the tip of a wave. And 3D. Mexico is a leading exporter of this. So all these answers are shades of green. Well, that's That feels like an utterly random question. I'm with Julia on that. So let's jump right into number four. <laughs> Julia, the Cuban snack tostones is a fried version of which relative of the banana? It's a slow ball. This is an easy one. Well, I mean, maybe for people who like a good Cuban snack, but, you know, some of our listeners might be like, I, don't, I know nothing about Cuban snack food. Well, then there are no listeners of mine. Listen, we're big in Sweden. You've got to remember. Oh, I forgot. Okay, yes. fine. The Swedes maybe get an exception. To our Swedish listeners, I apologize for Engineer Rachel's xenophobia, vehement hatred of you, <laughs> which she's displaying right now. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Mm, what can I say? It's it's the influence of the death metal. That, okay, that's making more sense. It's <laughs> making more sense. I'm going to read a question. I'm going to read a question, yeah. Five Latin phrases. Um, so I'm going to read a phrase. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm really good at this. I feel like you're going to be doing a lot of editing and post on this one. <laughs> 
Uh, probably very little, actually. I think the charm comes from... I don't think it's charm. Me, absolutely not, knowing how to read questions. Uh, 5A, carpe diem is seize the day. Carpe venom means what? Venom? Can venom. I get a spelling for this? <laughs> It'd be V-I-N-U-M. Okay. 5B, the phrase cave canum... Or maybe cave canum? canum? Uh, yes. Means beware of what? I'm sorry, I just saw cave. It was a line break. <laughs> I thought it was going to be in English. <laughs> when the topic is Latin phrases. <laughs> I don't know how you, I don't know how this works. <laughs> English is a Latinate language. Indeed. As well as Germanic. 5C. Dulce per- periculum means danger is what? And 5D. If someone has failed to show up, they are said to be in what? It's going to be a Latin word. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is correct. That is not helpful to me. <laughs> All right. And Julia, question number six. In Jack and the Beanstalk, what seven word phrase follows fee, fi, fo, thumb? I clearly need to read more children's books to my children. What do you read? What do you read them now? Like things in Russian that it, rhyme. Well, so but Kenny, uh, while you've been here with us, uh, Kenny's been reading them Harry Potter, right? Yes, and apparently today my son was a doctor and was curing all diseases, mm. and uh, there were bugs in my husband's stomach that he was cutting out. Oh, I that's mean, terrifying! A lot of things have happened while I've yeah. been away. Truly, how are they getting you messages? You know. There's a telepathy that happens mm. between a mother and her children. You oh. know, they say a mother knows. I've heard that. Even when I'm in space, I know exactly what's happening. So you're getting this information from the kids. Meanwhile, Kenny probably has a different story. That's oh, yes. Terrifying. I, I mean, he probably is consumed by bugs for all I know and mm. hasn't been cured. That's a thing that happens sometimes in Philadelphia. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, let's find out how you did in round one. Question number one was worth 50 points. If Queen Elizabeth were to die today, Prince Charles would assume the throne. Who is currently second in the order of succession? Uh, I thought Prince Henry or the royal baby. Oh, unfortunately, it is neither. Prince William oh, is currently second in the order What a good British name, too. I was like, isn't there a Henry? Yeah, just say Henry or William or whatever. Hank. Hank. Hank and Billy. George. If I had said Bill, I would have been closer. Sad for the royal baby, though. I really thought the baby was next. There are several babies, aren't there? I mean, there's a lot of royal people. (laughs) I don't know anything. No, if you look at the order of succession, there's like 230 people in it. Before the baby? Oh, my god. No, not before the baby. Do you think I'm on it? Oh, yeah. You're like number 206. What about Mm -hmm. Spock? Spock is not in the order of succession. I thought Spock was 205. Spock, if he uh, kills someone and assumes their identity, which he has talked about doing numerous times since you had him start listening to true can, crime can podcasts. Can a cat be the president? Yeah, I mean, if an idiot can, a cat probably can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to vote Spock for president. I, I'm with you. Felines are very trustworthy. That is throwing away Although your I vote, think many, friends. I think many might not hit the age requirement. <laughs> That's probably true. I have a cat. She's 21. Wow. That is impressive. It's not really. It's my roommate's cat, but still. No, that's. I think that's awesome. She's incredibly old. She has arthritis. Does she have 
some weird old cat ticks. No. I don't know. She's pretty normal. Okay. She just doesn't like to be picked up. Julie, how old is Sai? A Sai is 11, he's 12, 11. going on 12. 12, because the dog is going on 11. Okay. Yeah, he's 12. Sai is the largest cat I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I've seen a pretty big cat. I don't know. Sai probably ate that cat. <laughs> he's monstrous. He could live off of his own stores in space until the end of time. That's probably wow. true. Let's move on to question number two. This question was All Name a Singer, and you named their backing band for 2A, Bob Marley. And the Wailers? Yep. For 2B, we had Bruno Mars. The ghosts of the Jackson 5? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Close. He wishes. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. the hooligans. And some of the Jackson 5 are still living. I know, yeah. but I felt like the ghost of just Michael Jackson wasn't enough. That right, would be right, a right. creepy backing band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the third one was Tom Petty. And the Heartbreakers. I saw him live. They were fabulous. Oh, wonderful. And for 2D, Bruce Springsteen. The state of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> they are his rabid army. The correct answer was the E Street Band. I actually knew that one. Oh, I should have known that one. Yeah, but you got 50 points for the Whalers and 50 points for the Heartbreakers. For question number three, all of the answers to this question are different shades of green. So 3A, oddly enough, this company makes the blue book. Complete blank. No idea. That is Kelly, the Kelly blue book or Kelly green. Mm. 3B, we want the first name of the actor Whitaker. Forrest. That is correct yeah. for 50 points. 3C, you find it at the tip of a wave. The crest? We were looking for sea foam. Oh, that makes much more sense. I'm like, is Crest a synonym for green that I don't know? <laughs> I think Crest is like a sickly shade of blue when it comes out of the tube. <laughs> I have the scope kind, so it's it's kind of green, actually. Is it? Yeah. Ah, well, maybe we should take that as a correct answer then. 3D Mexico is the leading exporter of this. All I could think of was weed. You said it was green. <laughs> I don't think weed green is like that common a, a shade. Oh, yes. My like favorite color. Like I've been color. into Sherwin-Williams recently. My and favorite didn't... color, weed green. <laughs> we were looking for lime green. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> and does. I prefer to consume that. But... <laughs> okay. Let's move on to question number four. Uh the Cuban snack tostones is a fried version of which relative of the banana? Plantain. Yes. But until you gave that answer, I really thought you were talking about the word that is now evading me that means the pork crackling. Oh. Oh, uh, oh God. What are those called? I know. Those are so good. Yeah. There's a new shop in Philly that just opened and they put them on their, on their sandwiches and it's really. Oh, I would like that. Question number five was about Latin phrases. Carpe diem is seize the day. Carpe vinum or vinum means what? Question mark. Seize the venom. Seize the, I don't know. It was seize the wine. Oh, I should have known that. <laughs> I'm always looking to seize wine. 5B, the phrase cave canum means beware of what? Strangers. Well, that is good advice. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. It means beware of dog. Oh. Dulce periculum means danger is what? 
Sweet. That is correct for 50 points. And 5D, if someone has failed to show up, they are said to be in Absentia. What? In absentia is the correct answer. That's another 50 points. That was my band name in college. In absentia. But now... Now it's Blood Grandpa. And you are ready to take over the world of <laughs> recording. Oh, yeah. I already have. That's true, because we can't get our recordings to <laughs> Earth of these podcasts without you. I'm your whole world of recording. That is true. And now you are in absentia from Earth. It's as though the band was foreshadowing Man. your journey into space. That's deep. Wow. I have wondered at times, actually, if we are not in absentia from Earth... If Rachel has built this whole escape pod as just like we're in a warehouse somewhere and she makes us think we're in space and she's always like, hey, if you go out there, you're going to die. Yeah. I mean, how would you know? She's in cahoots with my six month old. Oh, my God. They did it together. I can see your six month old is very diabolical. Mm -hmm. And I can see Rachel and a baby like teaming up and coming up with some really cruel schemes. Well, I feel like Julia's going to be able to answer some of your questions when she comes back. That's probably Julia. true. <laughs> and we have done spacewalks before. Yes, so, yeah. yeah. Number six. In Jack and the Beanstalk, what seven-word phrase follows fee-fi-fo-fum? Dum-dee-dee-dum-dum-dum. <laughs> yeah. Who stole my something thumb? Uh, that also, would be better. Also, I smell the blood of an Englishman would have been a, a correct answer. Uh, and the AI just rang the bell uh, just a second ago that said that you had already reached 350 points for the round, so your answer to number six didn't even matter. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so we're at 350 after round one. Julia, are you ready for round two? So ready. All right, it's a global round, and we got six questions for you in this one. Rach, how about number one? All right. Denmark created the largest national park in the world on which vast island? Spock has told me that he dreams of going out to a park. He's an indoor kitty, though. I, I haven't known him to go Other out into space. Other cats can be mean. I don't want them to hurt right? my son. Wait, he's your son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a new piece of our lore. <laughs> I had no idea. I gave birth to Spock. I knew that you were close, but well, that I guess that makes sense. Like why he is so diabolical, because as we've discussed all morning, kids are diabolical. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number two. <laughs> Julia, the UN has three member states whose names begin with the letter V, as in victory. One of those member states is oil rich. One is consistently ranked among the fastest growing countries in the world, and one is on an archipelago with a population smaller than that of Orlando. Name those three countries whose names start with a V. Some random guessing should at least get you part of the way there. I, I would hope so. Yeah. What would your random guess be? Would you be like Voodoo Nation? Okay. That was it. All I can think of is vivisection. That is not a country. <laughs> that is a state, though. Valentine's. It's just not a member state in the UN. Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, Valentine's Day. It's my fever holiday. Okay. Let's number three, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, this is about movies. So this is, it is a four-part question. So 3A. The 2017 movie Coco takes place during which Mexican holiday? 
2003B. Which 2003 Bill Murray film explores culture shock when an actor befriends a college graduate in a Tokyo hotel? C. Which 1995 film has an American traveler befriend a Parisian woman and convince her to get off the train with him to wander Vienna? And 3D. Which film's title suggests it might be set in Europe but actually follows the presidency of Idi Amin, Am, Idi Amin in Uganda? I should really figure out how to pronounce names before I That's all right. Uh, longtime listeners to the podcast know that Julia and I cannot pronounce anything either. That's true. It's bad with us. It's really bad with us. And, I, you know, I always say that just means we had a relationship with the word as readers, not as people who hear things that other people are saying. As an English major, this is common problem. Common issue. Yeah. Julia, question number four. I'll name a world capital. You tell me which country it's in. And it's a four-part question. Number four, A, Kinshasa. Four, B, Bern. Four, C, Monrovia. And 4D, Jakarta. I'm very bad at geography. Well, I mean, in fairness, most of your time is spent looking at star charts, Mm -hmm. not at world maps. I'm great at astrology. (laughs) I I actually meant astronomy, but yeah, you're great at astrology. (laughs) You do know the difference between a a Capricorn and a Cancer. Some of the Capricorns in my life are Cancers. Hey, don't talk about Julia. Like no, that. Julia's the best Capricorn on the planet, man. I agree. Oh my goodness! What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. You are a Cap. Oh, that's right. I just it big, was just your birthday. Yeah, big Capricorn energy. I'm an Aries, so if the pod bursts into flames, it's me. I'm a Gemini, so can't trust me. See, like my daughter, <laughs> you and my daughter. I just sense this relationship. Yeah, of planning. And scheming. (laughs) Question number five. According to the World Atlas, which three countries have the most miles of railway track? And what is the longest railway in the world? So four answers. Yes. Okay. The three most miles of railway track and the longest railway in the world. Now, Rach, I know you love a good escape pod, but are you a train person? Do you like riding the train? You know, I I have had some enjoyable train rides in my in my life. My parents used to take us to the transportation museum and there's a train there you could ride on. Plus Tweetsie Railroad. Oh, I love some Tweetsie Railroad. Yeah. The I have really good childhood memories of that place. The the the, the railway um, you know, when they act out stuff, it hasn't aged well. No, that's, no. that I believe. That I believe. Have you spent any time on Amtrak? Mm-mm. Okay. There was at one point, Julia, you're a poet. You know this. Uh, at one point, Amtrak uh, made a big deal out of have, giving away a residency for a writer, and I think every poet that I've ever met was like, "I'm going to apply for that." Did Did you go in on the Amtrak residency? Did you try to get it? I didn't, but I'm on the Amtrak quite often and always writing on the Amtrak. I love the sound of the train to write, and it's also really nostalgic because when I was a kid, we rode on trains and I ate hard-boiled eggs 
It's like such a memory of sitting in a train car and eating hard-boiled eggs. Now, was this in the Northeast or was this in the Ukraine? No, in the old country. In the old yeah. country. Nice. Yeah. All right. Number six, the longest serving non-royal head of state in the 20th and 21st centuries was in power from 1959 to 2008. Name him. Or don't. We can't tell you what to do. Yeah, we, we really shouldn't be bossing you around like this. <laughs> we should be asking you questions, but not issuing commands. Right, right. And it's a royal. It's non-royal. Non-royal. Yeah. Okay, non-royal. Therein lies the rub. Because if it was a royal, he'd be in the order of succession. Yeah. Or she. Or she. But since the question said name him, I went ahead and said <laughs> he. Let's see how you did in our global knowledge round. Here's question number one. Denmark created the largest national park in the world on which vast island? Greenland? That is ding, correct ding, for ding. 50 points. Is it? It sounds like you were you thinking it was a stab in the dark, but that is 100% correct. Well, I had actually written down Iceland, but then as you said the question, I thought Iceland is very small. Mm. Very and small. Greenland is very big. And icy. Yeah. Counterintuitive to its green name. Whereas Iceland is often quite green. Lush and beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun little twist they pulled. It is. It's like driving on a parkway and parking on a driveway. Oh, never heard that one No, before. colonialism. It pulls all those tricks. <laughs> really does. Question number two. The UN has three member states whose names begin with the letter V, as in victory. One is oil rich. One is consistently ranked among the fastest growing countries in the world. And one is an archipelago with a population smaller than Orlando. And, and it says on our sheet, it says name them, but we're not going to give you that command. We're going to say, I, what are yeah, their names? Yeah. What do you call them? Uh, well, the Vatican is wrong, but that is one of the three that I suggested. Okay. Uh, Venezuela. It was wrong. <laughs> yeah, Venezuela and Vietnam. Yes, those were the first two. And the third one was Vanuatu. Vanuatu? Vanuatu, yeah. Vanuatu. Yeah. yeah. Um, and while Rachel asks you number three, I'm going to do a, a little reference check and see if perhaps Vatican City is a UN member state, because it's really possible there are four, and you did get three correct. Uh, but Rach, why don't you jump on in to number three? Okay. Number three was our movies round. The 2017 movie Coco takes place during which Mexican holiday? Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. Correct. Uh, what 2003 Bill Murray film explores a culture shock when an actor befriends a college graduate in a Tokyo hotel? Lost in translation. Correct again. Let's see. Number three. Which 1995 film has an American traveler befriend a Parisian woman and convince her to get off the train with him and wander Vienna? There are cats on this train. I don't know. <laughs> no, that was called Snakes on a Plane. Oh, that's, that's the movie you're thinking oh, of. Oh, mm. I'm in the world of cats and trains. Man, but... I would love that, but it is before sunrise. Mm. And number four, which film's title suggests it might be set in Europe, but actually follows the presidency of Idi Amin in Uganda? I don't know. 
The Last King of Scotland. That's right. Starring I, Forrest I Whitaker. Starring Forrest yeah. Whitaker. It's a very good film, and I was trying to remember it, but I couldn't. All right, I've done a quick rules check, and Vatican City is not a UN member state, so uh, we're still good. But for number four, I'll name a world capital. You tell me which country it's in. 4A is Kinshasa. Donosa. <laughs> that is the Democratic Republic of the Congo. 4B is Bern. Sounds Scottish, but I don't think it is. No, unfortunately, it's not. it is in Switzerland. Oh, Four. All those Scandinavian countries are hard to keep track of. 4C is Monrovia. I'm going to guess Luxembourg. Mm, different L country. It's Liberia. Liberia. Yes. And 4D is Jakarta. I wrote South Africa, but I think isn't Johannesburg the capital of South Africa? I, something like that. Johannesburg or Cape Town. Or Cape Town, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. The correct answer there was Indonesia. I was on it for that global <laughs> round. Just because you come from another country does not mean you're good at geography necessarily. Well, maybe you'll get this next one. <laughs> um, question five. According to the World Atlas, which three countries have the most miles of railway track? Um, Russia, India, China. You got two out of the three. It's the U.S., through most is though most is cargo routes and then russia and china and then the trans-siberian railroad yes that was our next part of the question what's the longest railway in the world yeah there we go now i get it now we're in my geographic region of the world (laughs) julia number six the longest serving non-royal head of state in the 20th and 21st centuries was in power from 1959 to 2008 name him for some reason, I'm thinking Castro. That is correct. It is. Fidel okay. Castro is the correct answer on that one. I just thought he died more recently than 2008. It, 2008 feels like a long time did ago. Did he die in power or did he give up power to his brother before he passed away? That's right. Because he only died a few years ago, I think. I think that might be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like our AI is telling us that you have got 800 points at the end of two rounds. Crazy. What a shocker. Now, for many of our listeners, they know that 1,000 points will propel us into a new quadrant of space, and you've got two rounds left, so I'm feeling... I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling very, very hopeful that we are going to hit a new quadrant and maybe even a quadrant that has a cookout. Oh. Julia Sorensen and I love some cookout. Space cookout. Y'all never tell me when you're going. No, that is true, even though technically the pod stops moving and we're docked with somebody else or at least we pull up alongside them and shout at them that we'd like case four quesadillas <laughs> well ska stops for no one I'm that's true you, you guys are down <laughs> below decks just uh thrashing away mm-hmm. <laughs> now seems like a really good time for us to take a short break we will be right back with more trivia escape pod smile sweet Sister, sadistic, surprise, service. We are Trivia Pod. We're back with more Trivia Escape Pod ASMR version. Just kidding. If you like the show, help us by leaving us a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or 
triviaskatepod.com. Every time you refer a friend to the podcast, you're helping us to ensure that we can continue to bring you great podcasts. All right. Round three, Julia, is a who am I, what am I, where am I round? And the way that this round is going to work is that we have got a bunch of clues for you all about the same person, place, or thing. And you'll know which one it is when we get started. When we give you the first clue, if you can tell us who I am, what I am, or where I am, You'll get 250 points, but if you don't know, no big deal. You'll get another clue that's worth 200 points all the way on down to 50 points. So you can answer every time. Have fun with this. You ready to go? So ready. For 250 points, I was born in Santiago, Chile to a child psychologist and a fertility doctor. What do you think, Julia? Cesar Chavez. Oh, unfortunately, that is not correct, but here is your 200-point clue. I was a competitive swimmer in my youth, but gave it up when I discovered drama class. Oh, an actor. Uh, Antonio Banderas. No, he's from Mexico, but sure. Antonio Banderas. (laughs) Unfortunately not. For 150 (laughs) points, I appeared on Buffy the Vampire Slayer before being cast in the 2011 Wonder Woman pilot that was not picked up. Who the heck knows? No idea. None. Oh, no, none. (laughs) All right, for 100 points. In one of my most recent roles, you couldn't see my face until the final episode. I couldn't see his face how or her face. How would I know who they were? <laughs> Devious questions. Here is your 50-point question. I played Oberyn Martell on Game of Thrones and DEA agent Javier Pena on Narcos. Oh, I love Game of Thrones, but I don't know the name of that actor. <laughs> Even now seeing his face get crushed. <laughs> so you know exactly who I know exactly about. who you're talking about. Uh, but no. The no. answer is Pedro Pascal. Oh. Which I didn't know. Although it's referring to the Mandalorian in the 150. It is. And 100 point I cannot believe we're getting another ding that says Julia's got 350 points. I don't know why that keeps happening. Man, <laughs> if only there was a certain mode that could ensure this didn't happen. <laughs> if only someone had turned his computer into that mode. All right. So our next question is, what am I? For 250 points, I am a company founded in 1908 in Switzerland. Lint chocolates. Mm, not quite. For 200 points, a series of anti-tank em- placements in switzerland's border areas share their name with me because of their shapes rolex Ooh, no (laughs) you were closer the first time for 150 points i am now owned by Kraft foods is toblerone a company toblerone is a company yes that is correct our 100 point clue was the triangular shape of the matterhorn in the swiss alps is believed to have inspired the shape of my packaging and for 50 points i am a manufacturer of chocolate but you just picked up another 150 as a very knowledgeable person about craft food subsidiary companies i mean really it's a knowledgeable person about big chocolate you can buy at airports they own craft owns a lot of things I didn't know they owned Toblerone. That makes me a little sad. I wanted a taste of Switzerland when I bought that chocolate. Wow. Now I just have that taste of America. Mm. It infects. Or a taste of 
globalism. Yeah. <laughs> and consumerism. <laughs> Monopolies. Number three is a where am I question. Here's your 250 point clue. I am a city of almost 1.8 million. Oh, it just says 1.8. The clue does say 1.8 people. uh, (laughs) But I looked at the answer. Again, Vatican City is the answer. (laughs) 1.8 people. That would have been great. I was like, am I going crazy? Okay. A city of almost 1.8 million people on an island in the Pacific. In the Pacific, not a Pacific. Uh, a city and an island in the Pacific. Polynesia is not a city. No. (laughs) For 200 points, my name refers to where a shrub-like tree is found near mangrove swamps. Tahiti? Not quite. Mm. For 150, I was controlled by the United States from 1901 to 1941. I know the country in the city in the Philippines. Uh, uh, what cities do I know in the Philippines? <laughs> uh, wow. Mm. It's going to be a, a humdinger. <laughs> you're, you're barking up the right tree. The 100 point clue is I am the capital of the Philippines. Yeah, but uh, I do not. And the 50 point clue is I share my name with a kind of envelope. Ooh, Manila. That is correct. Uh, heel, yeah. <laughs> and our final question today is a what am I question. Okay, for 250 points. Throughout the early 20th century, I was the dominant technology in my field, but I almost disappeared in the 1990s. The floppy disk. No, those are still around, I think. Are they really? <laughs> <laughs> not not a lot, but I think I don't know. I know of no computer left using a floppy disk. Well, let's uh let's see what the 200 point clue is. I use a transducer to convert signal. A transducer, like something that deduces something or transduces. Oh. Deuce. The toilet. <laughs> you got it. It almost disappeared in the 90s. <laughs> but then returned. Um, the, the, the telegraph? No, it's not the telegraph. But sure, that'll be my guess. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> For 150 points, I was invented in 1877 by Thomas Edison. The light bulb. No. Didn't Thomas Edison invent the light bulb? He did, but for 100 points, uh, parts of me may include a belt drive, tone arm, and smooth-tipped stylus. Wow. A desktop? Desktop, printer, computer, I don't... Stylus is for writing. I am, I am, I am, I am... Stumped, stumped by this one. Okay, for your final clue. In other parts of the world, I may be called a gramophone, graphophone, or xenophone. Xenophone. Was it all the telephone the whole time? Unfortunately, no. it was the record player. Oh, the record we player. For. Wow. Yeah. I'm so. We had a record player growing up, and I, I did not. But, but, but I am correct. Thomas Edison and the light bulb. That, that, that also happened? Or. Did I just give Thomas Edison credit for... No, that happened. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. (laughs) No, that happened. 
All right, so our AI is flashing up your score, and it is 1,000 points. Maybe that was what the little chime was earlier, was yeah. that the AI had already seen your answers in your brain and knew that you had reached the, the threshold AI for knows. propulsion. It's a smart ship's computer. It's somewhat creepy. I actually think it is the reason I didn't get other questions right. It stifled my ability. So perhaps then the pod is broadcasting signals into your brain to confuse you? Yes. Yes. We haven't seen Spock all day. Was he building anything below decks this week, Rachel? I mean, he has his own room that I'm not allowed to go into. So who's to say? I just thought that was his litter box. You know, two birds, one stone. (laughs) Does it say meow not enter? It is. It does. (laughs) You got it. Well, maybe he was working on a brain scrambler in there all week. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him either. Devilish little cat. We've got one more question for you, Julia, and it's worth 1,000 points because it's a top 10 question. Each correct answer will be worth 100 points. So you can pick up 1,000 points here. Of course, you've already reached the threshold that we need to get us into a new quadrant. So this is all just gravy for us. This is icing on a delicious cake. Your top 10 question is this. It's really sort of two top five questions, wouldn't you say, Rach? I would say that, yeah. All right. So what we need from you are the top five male dog names and the top five female dog names that owners gave their pets in 2019. Our source here is an international dog name survey. That does not sound like a real thing, but our AI Uh, does the research. Someone's got to do it. I suppose. And our AI, actually, our AI has the top six answers for each name and will allow us to give you credit for any of those, but you can only guess 10 dog names. How to limit myself to just 10 dogs. I I know, truly. Only 10. We were talking about this yesterday, me and my friends, because one of my friends has the top, one of the top five female dog names. I was talking with a friend about dog names yesterday because I have a friend who has a dog named Blood Grandpa. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I will have to sue them. For copyright yeah. or trademark infringement? Yeah. So your band has already trademarked its name? Indeed. On like Earth trademark? We learn from the best. Taylor Swift. Give a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Spock does follow her on Instagram. As he should. And then if you follow Spock's Instagram, which... You know, it's a private account, so many of our listeners cannot watch. Spock will take every photo that Taylor Swift pose, uh, posts of herself and her friends. He will recreate it and, f- like, take pictures of himself, Photoshop them it's, together so that he, he is Taylor Swift and all of her friends and restage all the photos. It's deeply inventive. It's. I think he might be a little bit of a Taylor Swift stalker. He's a stan. Is it? Is it really he stands. just? I feel like that's more of an investment he than stand. a stand. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're you know going back to the original use of the term, wasn't the original stand like kind of crazy? He was a creepy fan. Right. That's Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He wrote a song. That's what I thought. I just realized I was rattling around a cold drop, cold, cold drop, cough, cold drop, cough drop mm. into the microphone, which uh, that was my attempt at some ASMR and a little clicky click click. The ASMR portion of our podcast. This is a cough drop 
on my teeth. This is Jeopardy. <laughs> that might Je- be the worst sound I've ever heard. Jeopardy and ASMR would be amazing. Oh my gosh. I bet Alex Trebek, I bet you could get him to do it. What do you think? <laughs> I think you just melted my brain. No, I was thinking about the big tournament that they did. Oh, uh, the goat tournament? Yeah, just a few Earth Days ago. Well, it was about 10 Earth Days ago right now. They had 15 million people I... clue in for that, which I feel really bad about because we have far more than that listening to the I podcast know. It's every It's kind week. of embarrassing for them. But They were all proud of it, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you got to let them have the little things. Well, I just want to thank all 74.3 million podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Each and every one of you. If you donate to top tier to our Patreon, I will say all of your names <laughs> and fall in love with you personally. That is true. Mm-hmm. But now the top tier is really expensive. Yeah. It's like seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that could feed me for a day. <laughs> But it could make you love for a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, it looks like you have got some doggy names ready to rumble. So give us the top five male dog names. We'll start there. If you accidentally say a female dog name, we'll still give you the 100 points. What do you got? Donald. Unfortunately, not on our list. No. That is a a dog (laughs) for sure. Uh, And then then Tramp. Because it kind of sounds like Trump, but it, it's not. So That's, Trump. Do you uh, just think people have been naming their dogs after Trump lately? I mean, I think that, um, you know, you can d- displace some of your your, your feelings um, onto a furry animal and it'll make you feel better about the state of the world. I just got Disney Plus. We've discussed that on other podcasts. And I was watching Lady and the Trump. And um, <laughs> that's a movie that does not end well. It doesn't. I forget. I know the baby comes and there's problems. I forget what happens though. Um. Yeah. Well, in the moot, in the Lady and the Tramp. Give it away. I actually, all I remember of that movie is some spaghetti. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, Lady was on my list of female dog names, given my lack of. Thoughts for names, Lady and well, the we'll, Tramp. We'll circle back around. What about uh, what about some other male dog names? Bruno. That's a no. fine name, and people should be giving it to their dogs, but it's not on the list. Cat. <laughs> I like the ironic take. I like your dog names better. I know, right? Well, my cat's name was Elephant, L-E-P Haunt, to be clear. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we enjoyed that. You got one more... Male dog name to give us? Dog. All right. So uh, the the six top male dog names are Bailey, Charlie, Max, Buddy, Cooper, and Jack. Mm, I know a Cooper. They also coincide with some of the top baby names. They really do. In I have both ways. a cousin. I have a cousin named Cooper on one side of the family. On the other side, my cousins have a dog named Cooper. What's odd is I have a cousin named Cooper who has a dog named Cooper. Oh, that seems confusing. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what happened there was his wife wanted to be able to call Cooper and make sure somebody came running. But only one would wag a tail. Probably not both. I don't know. You haven't seen my cousin Cooper. (laughs) He's odd. Let's find out the top 
female dog names from 2019, according to the International Dog Name Survey, which I feel confident is a real thing. Oh, it's definitely very reputable. I now want to change all of my answers because they coincide with baby names. So I should just think of all the top baby names. Well, let's hear what you got. All right. Cleo. That's a really great that name. That was in Clifford, yeah. wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. Was Cleo. she? Was Cleo she the dog? Clifford's girlfriend? She was, she was a girl dog, but I don't think they were dating. Okay. It's tough to tell with dogs, you know. Well, there's T-Bone. I feel like if anyone was going to date Cleo, it would be T-Bone. Not Clifford. That's just my opinion, though. <laughs> there was a character named T-Bone in yeah. Clifford. He doesn't make an appearance in the books. Oh, well, he is. In the show, he has two two dog friends. They're Cleo and T-Bone. Oh, maybe he does. I'm thinking of Spot. That's the book I'm uh, reading. Spot the dog. That's mm-hmm. good in one. fairness, T-Bone is actually just T-Bone Burnett in dog form. Yep. I know who that is. <laughs> Julia, what else you got? Lady. Not quite. Susie. Also not quite. It just all ends with E. In fairness, why okay. would anyone well, know hey, these? Hey, that's that's Rosie. Mm. Also oh. no. Mm-mm. And Daisy. Yeah. <gasps> I got one. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so glad we were already in that next quadrant of space because me and top dog names, obviously. The answers were Bella, Molly, Coco, Luna, Lucy. And Daisy. All right. Very or nicely Poppy. done. We would have taken Poppy. I don't know why. Poppy. It's, we have Poppy slash Daisy on our list. I suppose they tied. It might just be that Poppy is Daisy in Spanish. I don't know. I don't know why they I would be listed as Poppy flowers. slash Daisy. They're definitely different flowers in English. Sure. And sometimes different dogs. <laughs> Often. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer, so if you think it made a mistake or if you doubt whether the International Dog Name Survey is real, you can shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com. You can also give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. Let us know what's happening on Earth, which we're nowhere near, and if you have got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we would love to hear from you. So, again, that email is triviaescapepod gmail.com and twitter at trivia pod you can also ask one question and that's a segment in our show where we ask our guests and ourselves one question from a listener and last week we were with comedian chris ayers and we talked about the movie 127 hours with james franco where he loses an arm mm-hmm. and chris before he left wanted to make sure that our next guest would get this question which movie would be dramatically improved if a character randomly lost a body part? Lady in the Tramp? <laughs> All right. So Rachel's answer was immediate and uh, correct. <laughs> which body part, which character, which body part, Rach? Oh, um, definitely Lady. I think she was too up on her high horse. I think losing a limb would have really humbled her faster. Okay, wow. <laughs> this is some. Um, I didn't think space was so cruel to animals. Seriously, some scathe. Well, okay, we're... you're the one talking about naming your dog Trump and taking out it's true. aggression. And in fairness, we are a pro cat podcast. Uh, so, there, really, this is just anti dog There's often some very anti dog sentiment on this podcast, not from the humans, just from the cat yeah. who lives with us. Julia, what do you think? What movie would you think would be much better if a character just lost a, a body part at random? 
I mean, I feel like I have to retaliate the aggression and pick a cat movie, but I cannot think of a cat movie aside from... Dogs versus cats? That darn cat. Yeah, or Cats and Dogs, the movie... Um, or uh, if only there had been one at the box office recently that was about cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. There is nothing that could dramatically improve that. Ooh, you know, Home Alone. And which body part would be lost by which actor? I mean, just imagine if Macaulay Culkin was at home with like a missing ear. <laughs> Go on. Please elaborate. I don't know. Would he have heard the bad guys coming as quickly? Or would he, if he was missing... You know, a finger. Would he be able to set up as many booby traps? You know, give the kid a little more hurdle. That's Let's say Home Alone. And Christmas just ended. It's kind of a holiday movie. Hmm. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah. Interesting. What about you, Ross? Uh, You know, my first thought was that the Cats movie would be dramatically improved if Jason Derulo randomly lost his bulge. But apparently that happened. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He he maintains that... uh, his bulge was was digitally edited out of the movie because he is too much man, n- not enough cat, apparently. <laughs> um, I think this was how he thought he was going to get people to go see the movie. Have you have you seen that movie? Oh dear God, no! Oh, I have. Tell us more. Oh, it, it's it's an experience. I I was deeply entertained. I don't know that it was good, but I found it deeply entertaining. <laughs> Well, I want to I want to offer a second answer uh, as to the movie that would be improved if one character lost a body part. I've thought about this a little bit more, and I think the Twilight films. Anyone you can pick the Twilight film if Kristen Stewart loses her mouth. <laughs> she doesn't say a lot to begin with. But if she loses her mouth, it would be a really funny movie. <laughs> You're getting a little Little Mermaid up on that movie. <laughs> I think it would be better if Edward loses his mouth, and then they would like completely lose the whole. That'd be legit, yeah. Biting. He's like thing. trying to turn her into a vampire, and he's just like <laughs> banging a flap of skin beneath his nose up against her neck. Have like, you... why is this not working? Have you ever um, binged all of those movies at once? Because I have. I am um, an adult male, so no, I have not done that. Well, you're limiting yourself based on gender and age roles. So I agree because I truly, really enjoyed uh, the first of those movies Mm. in my youth and and it made me want to go back to young adult writing which i of course never did but Mm. the desire is there the fourth movie is surprisingly pro-life actually it's weird it's a weird franchise and it surprises you somehow that that franchise took a conservative turn uh well i always forget that stephanie meyer is a mormon or whatever yeah there's a line in the books that like bella puts on like a khaki skirt and Edward just goes ham, basically, <laughs> over the khaki skirt. And it's like the Mormon really jumped out. <laughs> What's more surprising is that there's no discussion of the long undergarment. That's true. Yeah. That doesn't make its way into the, uh, that was in the, the movie. That's in the director's cut. <laughs> they talk about it a lot. And there's a 48-minute scene where they're just like, let's talk about garments. <laughs> well, Julia, we are running out of oxygen and even though engineer Rachel controls our oxygen supply, it looks as though she's not going to pump any additional oxygen into the pod this week. So let's get you back aboard your pod in just a minute. But before you go, tell us a little bit about some of the good news that you have coming up. It is, of course, January 21st. So if you have uh, upcoming readings that you want to tell folks about, tell us how to find you. 
So on January 28th, I'm going to be in New York um, at the KGB bar, which is very fitting for my, you know, Soviet uh, roots. Um, and I'm going to be there with the poet Tyler Mills and Laura Eve Engel and uh, Marina Blitchton. Um, so it's going to be a really fun night and fun reading. And that's a Tuesday night. Um, and then, you know, with this uh, space travel, it's very hard for me to think ahead to other months there's a oh i'll be in um, michigan and um kalamazoo on february 22nd at the kalamazoo art center um so i would love to see you there i'll be there with sandra lim um and then in march i'll be in san antonio for the big writers conference and i'll just be there all over the place all right. And of course, the many names for Mother, your first book is already available, but I think in the next couple months, people may be able to grab book number two. Oh, that's very true. Um, it's actually already available for pre-order. Uh, my second book, Don't Touch the Bones, is coming out from Lost Horse Press, um, and you can pre-order that now through their website, uh, through Lost Horse Press. Um and that'll be in your hands in March, also for the Big Writers Conference, when I will go to Texas for the first time. I'm, I'm nervous. As well, you should be. Rachel, tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up. Me? I prefer never to leave my home, if I can help it. But I do have a bookstagram you should follow. I don't post consistently, but follow Reading Rachel on Instagram. And available on August 28th, Blood Grandpa's debut single <laughs> is going to be out uh, oh, with Spock great. on lead vocals. I hope. Are you managing me? Are you producing for me now? I just, the AI is flashing up that you have an August release date. Mm, that's news to me. It's an A&R AI. Wow. Yeah. If, if you'd like to, you know, go on tour with Don't Touch the Bones, I feel like Blood Grandpa and Don't Touch the Bones I agree. would complement one another. That would be really good for us. I, I think so. If you want to catch me and Julia Sorensen, our usual host who is currently in deep space, you can see us at Linda's Bar and Grill every Tuesday night where we've got live trivia at 8 p.m. And the winners take home a $25 Linda's gift card. Hopefully, Engineer Rachel will come out to that event mm -hmm. once if or twice If you want to catch semester. me, you'll, you'll have to run. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess that is all we need to say about where you can find us. Uh, Julia, thank you so much for being on the pod today. Thank We've loved having you. you here. And we are going to get you back onto your pod. So let's get you through the airlock. Rach, thanks for coming up. It's been really fun to host with Aww, you this week. I knew you liked me. It's true. I do. As long as I don't have to see Spock, I'm always happy to spend time with you. Uh. This is wonderful. I Thank you for having me. Well, I'm going to get back in my stasis bed. And I know with certainty that next week you won't play a prank on me or on Julia. Absolutely not. I would never. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This Trivia Skate Pod. Bye. Bye. Smile. Sweet. Sister. Sadistic. Surprise. Service. We are Trivia Pod. <laughs> Na 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 na